and welcome back to the Trail Manners Podcast. This is single track session number 133. I'm your host, Eric Manning, and I do not like pants, so we, let's uh, get that out of the way real quick. And uh, yeah, a lot going on this week. Uh, a few topics I want to cover for sure, but uh, hopefully we won't keep you long so we can keep you doing what you do, hitting the trails, doing whatever you want to do. Uh, but first off, I want to give a shout out because the uh, this Trail Matters podcast is sponsored by Hemp Daddy's Therapeutics. As many of you know, I've been using Hemp Daddy's for a few months now. It's a full-spectrum CBD oil uh, made in Colorado. Um, and you know, you can buy CBD oil anywhere, right? I mean, you're seeing it pop up everywhere, but it seriously will not come with the same level of customer, I'm going to say support, not just service. Uh, the Hemp Daddies provides um, Caleb and his crew, family, friends. They're passionate about educating you on the benefits of CBD oil and answering all your questions. So if you've ever thought about trying it, please, please, please check them out. Um, giving it my my stamp of approval. And I know there were some problems. We had a code, Trail CBD uh, for 10% off and free shipping. Uh, I know there were some problems with that. It is fully functioning. So head on over to HempDaddies.com. Check it out. Um, it's great for inflammation, pain relief, better sleep, and a faster recovery. In fact, I'm about ready, probably today, to order me some of the uh, topical stuff. I've got, uh, I'll get to it in a minute, but i got some crushing Achilles problems. So we're going to go back to putting the finishing touches on that with some uh, of their, I call it a lotion. Because that's what it, you know, it's a little pump thing, right? Um, but it's a transdermal cream. Um, super good. I think it's, it's amazing, right? It's hemp extract lotion. You kind of treat just specific areas. So I'm uh, looking forward to uh, ordering myself just another thing of the CBD pain cream, transdermal stuff. So check them out. Here's a link in the show notes. Kind of a good timing, too, because if you uh, listen to our past episode, we uh, talked with Debbie Farka and Jim Skaggs. Um, that episode was talking about coping with injuries, uh, coming back from injuries slash surgeries. And I know there's so many stories out there, and I know a lot more people that are dealing with that. Um, just the the mental, the emotional, physical, spiritual, um, whatever it might be, um, issues with coming back from an injury, serious or not. Um, and it was a good show. Uh, it was a fun podcast. Uh, number one, we always have a good time, um, but it is a serious topic, and I know a lot of people struggle with whether it's a big one or nagging stuff, um, and it's kind of, you know, it really does, and I, I mean this. There's just so many tools out there. Um, you know, there's stretching, obviously. There's people that do foam rolling. There's all kinds of tools. Um, you know, Hemp Daddies to me is one that I'm adding to my arsenal. I'm also going to be doing a review here fairly soon on another product that I purchased at full retail um, to give that a, a good solid. I've been using it for about a month, um, and it's just another tool for recovery, and I'm super impressed with it. Um, so I'll be doing a little review on that coming up. I'm not going to spill the beans what that is. But, you know, when you, when you have an injury, probably what you hear most of the time is just rest, right, or letting the area or issue heal, but there's other ways to work through it. Um, as I mentioned, I'm going through some major Achilles problems right now. I've been dealing with Achilles issues for years, um, but for whatever reason, it's kind of striking me pretty hard right now. Uh, and good friend Jim Skaggs, he sent me a little 
pamphlet on some stuff he's doing, some eccentric, you know, exercises where you start off as a heel raise and then you slowly, slowly lower your heel back to the ground. Um, a few other things. A stem's pretty good, scraping, uh, what most of you know. We talked to Mike uh, McKnight a few weeks ago about that. But, you know, so many things. If you have any recommendations to, I know everything's kind of specific, whether it's an injury, you know, soft tissue injury, um, things like that. But there's just so much out there now. Um, you know, for coming back from an injury. And boy, with my Achilles problem, I could use some help because I'm supposed to be going to Zion. Well, I am going to Zion uh, in one week. So this show launches April 11th, which is Thursday. I'll be heading down um, the 18th. So one week <laughs> heading down to Zion. The full traverse is not doable. Uh, they got some road closures on the east side, but the grotto um, to Lee's Pass is open, which to me is my favorite part anyway. It's about 36-ish miles. And right now... The chances of me doing the entire 36 are pretty slim, um, just because of my Achilles, my training. Um, did a good run the other day, and it just it's not excited, especially when I climb, and there's some definite stuff there. So I'll, I'll probably have to, which bums me out because Zion Traverse or Zion Running is one of my favorite things. Um, but yeah, I have to tweak that a little bit. But uh, looking forward to going down, but just you know, need to come back from injury. Um, another thing that helps injury... And we'll lead into this uh, with no music, which would be kind of cool to have a little bit. But the beer of the week, folks. This beer of the week is from Dogfish Head. It is the Sea Quench Ale Session Sour. It says it's blissfully brewed with lime juice, lime peel, black limes, and sea salt. Um, and you know what? It's good. <laughs> it uh, It's good. It's different. Um so, but it's very good. So I recommend this one. It's not something I could probably, it's 4.9%. It's not something I could probably drink three of or something, you know, it can't be like I could mix this in the rotation a little bit. Um, but I'm not, again, I think a, to me, a sour isn't a, when you're gonna have two or three beers with hanging out or doing whatever, a sours aren't the way to go in my opinion. So I think, but it's nice to throw in the mix, right? Throw in that rotation. So this beer of the week is going to Dogfish Head, Sequential, Session Sour, and it's good, folks. Um, even if you don't like sours, give it a shot um, because it's it's it is good. And I got some more beers. I got to go to the, get some more. A lot of my fridge now is stocked with stuff we've already covered, um, but that is the beer of the week, and that also is good for recovery. You can get the can just for a couple minutes, right? And this is in a can, and I can put it on the affected area for a little bit of icing massage. Before I crack it open, okay, and then when you're done, now I'm getting really creative here. When you're done drinking the whole thing, you squish it, right, from like you stand on it. You can use that, you know, maybe carefully as a little scraper tool for your affected area without cutting yourself maybe. I don't know. I don't recommend it. You didn't hear that from the show. But uh, trying to MacGyver it, being a multi-tool. But anyway, that's the beer of the week. But yeah, as I mentioned, heading down to Zion uh, in about a week, doing some camping. Just need to get out of town, to be honest with you. So it'll be nice to get out of town with some good people, um, good friends, and just hang out, you know, have uh, have a few beverages, sit around the fire, maybe play a few games. Um, definitely going to get some running in. Just still kind of bummed. I just don't think that 36-mile, uh, which is such an amazing – if you haven't done that from uh, – Lee's Pass to the Grotto, it is amazing because it's like you go through these different, 
they're not ecosystems, right? But you start off, if we start at Lee's Pass, and you start there, and it's it's beautiful trees. You get some red rock. There's a creek running, and then you keep going. You get these different sections of, you know, bushes, but there's red all around you, like red rock. And then there's a section, I call it Jurassic Park, where you open this big valley, and it's green, and there's a stream, and it is amazingly beautiful. Um, then, of course, you know, you, there's so much to look at and then you finish up uh, near Angel's Landing um, head down to the Grotto River there it's a lot of fun um, so if you haven't done the Zion Traverse or ran down in Zion I hope you get that opportunity and those that have know what I'm talking about so I'm looking forward to it and uh, I'll take the podcast gear down there might have some extra time on my hands to throw some more podcasting out there um, which would be fun obviously to uh, to do that so um, let's see what else we got going on we have Okay, so I went running, it was not yesterday, or was it, was it yesterday? No, it was Monday, I went running Monday, um, on this run anyway, so I was on the Bonneville shoreline, 22nd Street, my, my go-to, right, so I'm running on that one, and I come up on a lady, I had I had Gunner with me, He's on. he had him on a leash, because we were kind of some tight areas, saw some people. And here comes a uh, like a little black lab coming at me, a little little lady, um, little lady lab, and then her her owner. Super nice. We talked for a minute. I kept going. I got about a half a mile, I'm guessing, um, and it was still visible. And I heard this yelping and whining, and Gunner's ears poked up, and he stopped immediately, turned around. I stopped, turned around, and I could see her dog coming out of some bushes way up on the mountainside. It was off leash, and it just went exploring. And it got into something. It was, it got, I don't know if it was a porcupine, mountain lion, fox, you know, whatever it was, but it got into something and it got whooped. Um, unfortunately, and I feel still badly about this, it's been a few days, I couldn't go back. Um, I could see her tending to her dog and it was still walking. It obviously wasn't life-threatening. She wasn't screaming or anything, but I didn't have time to go back because I was late for, or going to be late for a meeting. Um, but I waited for a few, just a few minutes and saw she took her pack out, did some stuff, and then they just kept going. So hopefully it was okay. But it's just a warning. I mean, we talk about it all the time, and I, I am a dog owner, but just be really careful. Um, you know, it's, we, we usually talk about confrontations with other trail users, but there is that wildlife thing where if your dog goes exploring too much, um, you know, not necessarily always good things are going to happen. And we, unfortunately, I know a, a person, a friend of mine there, his dog did that and didn't, it didn't make it. Um, got attacked by something and you hate to hear those stories. So please be careful. Just be responsible. Know your dog, obviously, but, uh, you know, know where you're at and know the risks and the dangers out there because that's just a sad day. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping this one was okay. And I still, like I said, I spent a couple of days and I still feel bad that I didn't go run back that half mile or so um, to make sure everything was okay. But I did see them kind of head off, so hopefully hopefully it was. So um, just be careful out there. And now I'm going to do a call to action. For everybody in my area, Ogden, northern Utah, we've got the trail running festival coming up. You know, entries are slow, which we get. Um, and, you know, if they get, don't pick up too much, just potentially, potentially could be the last year of the trail running festival. But we've got the Kids K. And the Kids K last year, we sold it out. Um, this year, we haven't. And that really surprises me. So it's a it's a wonderful event. And, you know, it's it's just about the, the kids having a good time. Um, so if you want to head over, if you think, you know, 
um, your own child, grandchild, friend's child. Maybe just borrow a child. Go rent one. I don't know. It's the Kids K. It's May 4th, 2019, and uh, we've got uh, 5 to 7-year-olds and then 8 to 12-year-olds um, running around the park. It's just a fun day. They get a Rad Finishers medal, a little swag bag. Um, you can head to OgdenTrailRunFest.com to sign up, and it's just a fun day. And it's just piggybacks. It's right before the the adult races or the big races, the 4-mile and the 10-mile. But it's a lot of fun, and I'd like to see a lot more kids come out um, to that because I know last year it was probably, it was still my favorite event. So just help spread the word if you wouldn't mind, especially in this area. Maybe share a link, whatever. Just want to get a lot of kids out there. Uh, make it a fun day on the trails uh, for everybody. Um, and just It's a fun event. we got some great sponsors. Um, like we've talked about, McKenzie Exhibit is our title sponsor for the Kids K. Um, but we also have Solomon, Armor Sports Factory Outlet, Palisades Ultra Trail Series, Ogden Trails Network, Gear 30, and the U.S. Forest Service right now. So, um, yeah, spread the word on that one. And then I read something interesting, and I really want to get people's opinion on this. I really do. So if you wouldn't mind, you can email me, manners at trailmanners.com, or you can also post on uh, Facebook on this one, single track session number 133. But somebody, no, this is this is a different one. I came across this one, right? Um, it was on probably Facebook or something. It was a post. But it's from uh, Vacation Races. They do like Zions and, you know, all those big races. But it says, now you can experience your first or 50th 50K with a new service to help capture and cover your experience at Zion. Vacation Races has teamed up with Becoming Ultra. It's a media and coaching platform that focuses on the stories of ultra runners to help capture your triumphs, hardships, and everything in between. So basically... um, it's a it's a 50k experience, right? So you can pay extra, of course, 175 dollars service, and they'll cover you um, your race, right? Um, imagery on the course, they'll capture your day with mini interviews along the course, as well as a pre and post event. So instead, of, it says instead of trying to remember your every detail, they'll capture your day, and so you register for it. And then they, your information goes to this other company, Becoming Ultra, and they'll contact you and get it worked out. Um, I don't know. I'm interested. <laughs> like the concept, I can kind of get. It's like you see a lot of YouTubes and documentaries and short films. People are doing them everywhere now, um, you know, for races and stuff. This one, you, um, it'll take place at the start, finish, and two to three aid stations and other locations on the course. It's $175, and essentially they just do their your own documentary on you. So I'm just curious what people's thoughts are. I mean, it's another thing that's coming to another service, I guess, at $175. Is that too steep? Is it not enough? Um, I don't know. It's interesting. It's uh, Like I said, I haven't seen it before. I'm not saying no one's ever done it before. Please don't think that, that but it's just... Uh, you know, races are expensive, right? I mean, this 50K for vacation races is probably three figures um, or three digits, excuse me, and then 175 on top of that to kind of cover yours. I know a lot of people will take their phone, their own GoPro, and kind of do their own thing. So I'm curious to see how one of these turn out, first, all, first off, to see if you got your $175 worth. Um, but we all know we've all wanted to have grand intentions when you're doing a trail race to record or talk more. Sometimes just don't do it. You get tired. You want to deal with it. 
so you don't. So this one is kind of the opposite where you're forced to because you paid them $175. Um, yeah, kind of curious what you think. I'll put the link um, in the show notes for those of you that want to check that out. But it's, uh, I don't know. I'm curious. I always like to get other people's opinion. You guys hear mine all the time, whether you want, well, I guess whether you want to or not. If you're listening, then you have to, I guess. Um, but I'm kind of curious other people's opinions on stuff like this because it is different. It is new. And it is, you know, some more coin, 175 bills. So anyway, let me know what you think on that. Um, let's see. Next up, uh, so I've got a few emails from people. We have some Ask Trail Manners questions, and then I get some random emails. And so there's a couple, I'm getting more and more, um, I guess, requests. Because I always talk about, hey, if you know someone that wants to be on the show, if you want to be on the show, I'm getting requests from people that would like to hear from athletes or, okay, runners, trail runners. It can be of any, you know, what do you call it, uh, level of trail runner. Um, with either that struggle with depression or addictions. Um, and I know that's a tricky, tricky subject and not, you know, everybody is comfortable talking about those things. And I know some people are advocates for those things. Um, where they are speakers, write books, all that, and that's great. Um, but I know I've had probably more within the last few months of people saying, oh, we'd love you to talk to somebody that's dealing with depression and how they, you know, work running in and how they get out the door and how it affects their lives. And the same thing with addictions, um, you know, because, you know, we talk about it. We have a lot of guests on the show that they say, you know, trail running can be a type of addiction. You know, if you've had an addiction, um, sometimes you replace it with something else. Um, so if you know anybody out there or you're one of those people and you wouldn't mind sharing your story, if you know somebody good that would share their story, and it's not necessarily someone that shared their story, that shares their story, you know, weekly, um, but just some ideas, right? And so I'm trying to reach out, um, per these requests, um, and still send them my way if you have different requests on what you'd like to hear on the show for interviews or talks or topics or anything else. We'll, we'll definitely try and cover what we can. Um, but those are a couple that I, that keep coming back to me, um, from people that we definitely, you know, if we can, we'd, we'd love to, uh, to, to cover. So, all right, there's that. All right. So the couple races, uh, we talk about in trail running, there's a few weight races this past weekend. Um, you know, there's a marathon of sales going on. We talked about the Scott, the sand thing, American river 50 in California, another pretty iconic race. It's been around for a long time. You know, Umstead 100, Brazo Bend. And I want to send a special shout-out to a friend from for a while. Um, she's living down in Texas, and she just did her first 10K, I believe, um, which was the Brazo Bend weekend. So congratulations, Terry, um, for doing that. That's super cool. Um, there's a lot this past weekend. Um, we won't cover all of them because really I really want to talk about is um, – Coming up, right? So coming up, we have another golden ticket race, the Lake Sonoma 50. Um, that's kind of the next big one, and it is, it's super stacked, um, both on the women's side and on the men's side, and it's a golden ticket race. Um, you know, on the women's side, I'm just going to name some names. It's, I'm excited to kind of watch this unfold via Twitter, and I believe Iron Farr is going to cover it. Um, Yao Wang, Camille Heron, Kelly Wolf, Taylor Nolan, who's, has been killing it, uh, Camille Mayfield, Magdalena Bollet, Sabrina Little from the East Coast, Eliza Lapier, Anna Mae Flynn, uh, Cassie Scallion. Those are just some of the names on the women's side. Um, and there's a lot more, but that's a huge 
chunk of speed right there. Um, so again, anything can happen. There's, there's many, many more on the men's side. Um, Jared Hazen, you know, Dakota Jones, Max King, Eric Sensman. Um, who else we got? I know Jorge Mayervia dropped, um, which would have been good to see him with Jeff, uh, Mogavero, um, young dude crushing it. And he's like 20 mid twenties. Um, a lot of men doing it. Um, Carl Meltzer, the speed goat, he's running it, right? And uh, it would be fun to see him. But another name that I'm always excited to see on a race list, Hal Corner. Um, he's a stud, and he, he's fun to see his name. But that's going to be a big race with the golden ticket coming out. Um, anything can happen. But, again, anytime you get these fast athletes gunning for a golden ticket, something's going to happen. It's blow-ups. Um, course records, crazy stuff can happen in situations like that. So I'm really looking forward to following that one um, this weekend. It's kind of the big one that's coming up this weekend. And, uh, yeah, we'll be following that sucker on Twitter. You know, speaking of this weekend, I'm kind of getting over this weather business, right? I mean, I'm in Utah. It's uh, April 10th today, and I, it's been kind of got some snow yesterday. Not where I'm at. It's up a little bit higher and even in Salt Lake. But it's wet. I'm next to a river, and it's coming over the banks. I'm all for helping with the fires, everything else. But doesn't it just pose another threat of flooding? And that spooks me. Flooding's scary, too. And we've already seen that this year um, across the United States. But I'm ready for a little bit better weather. I don't mind a little bit of rain. I love running in the rain. But, boy, we are soggy. And my coaching, our season started, and we had to reschedule a game already we had a game canceled or postponed that i was supposed to play yesterday and this weekend's game may be in the same boat so quit it man i want to i want to get jamming with some some good weather and i don't want the heat i don't want the 90 plus degrees don't get me wrong but we could do without just sogginess um i know my dog gunner my bud, he is right now at the groomers, and so while he was gone, I cleaned out his bed, washed the cover, did a little Febreze action on it. He's going to come back like super sexy and svelte, and he's going to have his like surroundings legit, right? So I'm excited for him. But Gunner's not a huge fan of me toweling him off every time we go out because I'm that way. We walk in the front door, and I've got a couple dirty towels. I wash them. And I have to wipe him down. He doesn't like it. He does not like me to dry him off. But I won't let him in. And since he likes to climb up on top when I'm watching something on TV or working on my laptop, if I'm sitting on my couch, he likes to sit in my lap. Right? He's not a lap dog. He's not a little teeny dude. But yeah, he, he can't get on the couch when he's that soggy. So come on, Rain. Help Gunner out. But he's coming back. He's going to look cute. I'm going to take a picture. And I'm going to post it. And I hope you like it because he's my boy. And then, holy cow, so much going on. My beautiful daughter. Um, uh, let's see. A couple days ago, um, Aspen, she's 14. She got her first job. She's going to be working at Lagoon, which is our local amusement park, and she's going to be working in the beer garden. She's going to be making desserts. How cool is that? I told her, you know, she's 14, so it's not like a, you know, she has to get a job. She wants to because she wants to be able to, number one, she says she wants to save money for a car in college, which is cool, right, at 14. But she really wants to learn how to be a better chef and work around in a kitchen. So I'm super pumped and proud of my little angel, um, Aspen, for that. So that's awesome. So anyway, 
sharing that because I can. All right, next up, let's go ahead and uh, crush some things. We don't have a lot of time. Well, we have a lot of time. We just have a lot of more stuff to cover. Um, make a couple big announcements. But first, we'll do our, uh, as we do, we'll do our Strava last week with Sean Chastain, 111.1 miles. Uh, Runtime was Caleb Steedley, 26 hours, 36 minutes. And climbing, we're going to give this to Christiane Morgan for 24,213 feet because climbing had Logan, a good friend, awesome dude, Logan Ledford, but it said he climbed 322,684 feet. So I'm going to say that's a mistake somewhere on the settings, but you never know. Logan could just be out just crushing everything he can get his hands on. So that's our, our week there. A um, little quick plug for, um, you know, I'm not, it's not a little quick plug, folks. The Ogden Trail Running Festival is legit. So f- Saturday we got the race. We're going to announce right now, so hang on. Um, we just confirmed this. So May 3rd is the Friday, and we like to have a great night. So we open Amr Sports Factory Outlet. If you register for the event, you come in, you get an additional 30% off your already crazy good priced gear, Arcteryx, Solomon, all that stuff. You walk in, we're going to have, we're just confirming our food now since we got a late jump from the athlete. Food and beer, uh, roosters, we got some roosters beer, going to have some food. And our athlete, we are bringing in, thanks to our good friends at Solomon, Cat Bradley. 2017 Western States champion, right? Cat Bradley is going to be in Ogden, hanging out with the dudes at Trail Manners, Eric and Joel, and the select people to get their tickets. Tickets are probably going to go on sale this weekend, if not the first of next week. I'm hoping to sell that out pretty quick. I think it's limited to like 90 people. Um, it's going to be a fun night, a lot of fun, and I'm super excited because, you know, we had Anna Frost the first year, Ricky Gates last year, now we've got Kat Bradley, and she's stoked um, to come and hang out and be a part of this amazing community here. So be ready, folks. May 3rd should probably be there May 4th as well. They usually come the day of the race and hang out for a little bit. That hasn't been 100% confirmed, but I'm going to throw that out there just because I want to. But definitely May 3rd, come on up, come on out, Ogden Trail Running Festival, Cat Bradley. It's going to be a fun night, hanging out, some Q&A, just have a little presentation going, and uh, it's going to be amazing, uh, amazing experience, folks. So come on out, support us, help us out, make it w- so we can keep doing this bad boy. Um, let's see. Yeah, she's actually going to be in this weekend. I think she's in Spain for a race. Um so good luck, Cat. And then we can talk to you about that when you come here. That'd be pretty cool. All right, Woody Footies. This week you guys hurt me because there were so many amazing photos, like 40-plus. So we crushed last week. I want to keep it coming. I want to load this thread up. But we had so many good you know, good photos, some new people I haven't seen before, um, but some really nice stuff. And it's good to see snow melting in places. Um, so there's more dirt, blue sky, green trees, green grass, green bushes, more people out, tank tops. Our buddy, our buddy Simon down under, he's got his tank top on and the trail manners visor on the coast. He's at the Bondi coastal track in Sydney. It's good to see him back rocking the trail manners. Um, what is that? A visor. Um, there's a lot of good shots this week. You made it really difficult for me, and I'm not going to lie, but there's a ton. I am going to say the winner for this week 
Oh my gosh. It's really to me between there's two photos that really I said, ah, over. Um, one's from California, uh, Mission Trails Regional Park, Sunrise, Michael Wayman, and Tony Hill, Frary Peak on Antelope Island before the nightfall. Um, those were probably two that were pretty stunning, I would say, to the least. But I'm going to go ahead because it's makes me relax and it makes me comfortable. I'm going to give it to Michael Lehman this week. So Michael Lehman was the winner of this week's Where Did Your Feet Take You? Um, and again, I appreciate everybody that sends those in. This one was incredible. Again, it was Mission Trails Regional Park. No filter he put on there. And when you see it, you'll see why. And I believe it. And I do love the grass. Oh, it makes me think of taking a nap, right? So congratulations, um, Michael, for that. I appreciate everybody that sent in their po- Keep those coming. Every Sunday we post it. Where did your feet take you? So throughout the week, take photos of where you're at. And we select a winner. And those winners, um, you know, once you post them, those winners, the, whoever wins, excuse me, will get on it will be the main photo for the single track session for the week. So it's kind of cool. Um, don't have the hats yet, so that we're still on hold there, and I apologize. I'm not an artist, so we're still work waiting for the uh, logo. There's nothing I can do about that one, so I wish I could. I wish I could do more logos myself. I'd be busting them out because I have so many ideas, but limited funds. So we're still waiting. We'll have that soon, I hope. Um, but thanks, everybody, for doing that. Um, as you know, Woody Footies is sponsored by our good friend of the show, Turtle Miller, Caldwell Banker in St. George. If you're looking for a place to buy, you know, check it out down there. He's always got new property up. I saw some photos this week. Pretty amazing. And I know that a lot of people have been going down there and just running with Turtle, like hitting him up, take us somewhere. I'm um, seeing Turtle run with a lot of friends of mine. So thank you, Turtle. He is such a great guy, and we, we appreciate everything he does for the Trail Matters podcast. And he is a sponsor for this year's Woody Footy Awards. So... Let's move forward. Last couple things. Uh, we got a few Ask Trail Manners questions, and then I want to say thank you to Jason. Uh, he was our most recent Patreon supporter. We are up to 27, and uh, I really do appreciate that, Jason, and everybody that's involved there, everybody that's uh, one of our Patreon supporters, all 27 of you. Uh, again, you can check that out at patreon.com backslash trail manners. Any, any little bit helps. Every penny helps. Every dollar helps. So if you can support us via Patreon, we'd really appreciate it. Um, but again, thanks, Jason. This week was our, our Patreon supporter. So we're up to 27. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Here we go. We've got a few Ask Trail Manners questions. Um, one we've had, I think, before, but I, it's always a good one, especially this time of year. Um, let's do the first one. This is Mike from Utah. Mike says, uh, hey, I noticed your Facebook question last week. I do a Facebook question for those that don't know. Every week we're doing Facebook questions to, you know, just to kind of keep things real, keep things going. And this week's question, what's your favorite go-to trail running shoe right now? And we had quite a few um, people that chimed in. I think we put those on every Saturday. We do a question of the week. And this week's was, um, you know, favorite current go-to trail running shoe. And there's a lot of responses, quite a few. Um, Ultra, of course, um, is popular. We had a lot of Ultra people, Lone Peaks. Um, we also had uh, Solomon Sense Rides, uh, Topo, Ultra Venture. Um, yeah, the S-Labs. Raid Light, uh, there's a Raid Light one. Responsive Dynamic. Um, 
six millimeter tread. That's one I've been looking to get my hands on, to be honest with you, is the new Raid Light shoe, um, just because I haven't seen it around. So I still want to get my hands on that one. Hopefully that will be pretty cool. It's got a six mil drop, it looks like, um, which is still in my wheelhouse. And actually, folks, guess what? So that's a question to me. They said, back to Mike's question. What's my favorite go-to? Well, my still my favorite is my Perlazumi Trail Emotion N2V3s. Favorite all-time trail shoe. Um, but I have been, I just tried on the new Nike Wild Horse 5 and the Nike Terra Kiger 5. And I've been waiting patiently for these shoes to come out. And I didn't buy any yet. I tried them on, and I'm still thinking about it. The upper on the Terra Kiger, I dug. It was it was super comfy, and the colors are pretty cool. I'm sorry, they're all like all black. They have like a reddish orange, and they have like a retro one. Um, that's still pretty cool. Um, but the Wild Horse Five is better than the four feel wise. It's not as tight, but it is still a little snug across the top of my foot where your toes meet your foot, whatever that part's called. Um, they didn't do much for the tread. Um, I question the tread a little bit on something that's more wet or muddy, but I think on dry trails, um, you know, some, even some technical stuff, I think you'd be fine with them. So I'm still probably going to get my hands on those. They just came out, I think this past week. Um, I'll probably go down and buy a pair. It's pretty interesting though. The wild horse five is more of a shoe, right? It's, it's bigger, it's beefier. It's, uh, built for probably longer, more stack height. That's $110 retail. The Terra Kiger is 130. So, I can't afford both because I don't get these for free. I don't get a discount on the Nike. I need to pay for them. That's $240 in shoes, folks. So I'm going to try one. I just haven't decided. Realistically, the Wild Horse is probably the smart option for me, being a bigger runner, um, wanting to log more miles. But the Terra Kigers felt super nice. And I know they changed their uh, outsole as well. Uh, but it felt good. So I think, ah, you know, it would be good for my go-to run, which is between, you know, Depends on the timing and stuff. It's like a four to ten miler. Uh, the one from 22nd I like to do all the time. And it'd be perfect for something like that. But on my burlier runs, I still need to find a shoe. I'm probably going to try out the Hoka Challenger 5. Joel keeps trying to tell me into that one. So I'll probably give that one a feel. Um, the Torrent I've tried. So I need some trail shoes. So those are kind of my go-to is my Pearl. But after that, I'm, I'm looking. So I'll, I'll take requests, but it's... I might try this raid light if I can get my feet on that, so to say, if I can find somewhere that carries those. The responsive dynamic. Um, Trevor Fuchs has it. He says, best trail shoes he's ever worn. Aggressive 6 mil tread. Um, doesn't feel clunky. 6 mil drop. I don't know. That sounds per- like right in my ballpark, so we'll see. We'll see how that works out. So, Mike, thanks for the question. Next up is uh, Ty from Minnesota. Hey, Minnesota. This is Ty. I have a vacation. I have some vacation days stocked up. Where should I take my runcation? It's just me, so it's all about me. All right. So we've kind of had this one before, but I think it's always one to to touch back. You know, every once in a while, just based on like I'm dying to get out of town, and so that's why I'm super excited for Zion next week. It's like I am done not going somewhere. So where should you plan your runcation? And it looks like you're in Minnesota, so. Man, I'm sorry, but <laughs> Bellingham needs to be on the top of your list. I don't care where you live. If you live in Bellingham, Bellingham should be on the top of your list. Seriously. And I know I've only been there once, but 
it's it's that legit. And I know people in Bellingham probably are telling me to shut up because they don't want more people running up there. But um, yeah, that's got to be near the very top of your list. Um, after that, and again, this is just me. So if you want to stay inside the continental U.S., here's my places I recommend. If you're from Minnesota, I'm saying you got to get to Utah. I mean, we have everything, seriously. Um, you get down to Zion. You can get down to Moab. You can get to St. George. You can get up here where I'm at, um, depending on the time of year as well. Um, San Diego is another place just because they have some they have some trails, folks. they got some hills. Um, you can go to the beach after. Um, Vermont is another place. Um, I'm fortunate that I have friends um, in different places of the United States, and they send me photos, and I see those, and that's kind of how I judge it. And the other way I judge it, too, it's not just about the running aspect. My runcations are going to be based around, obviously, the trails, the, the, the scenery, how beautiful it is. But it's also going to have some food, some beer, and people, right? So Bellingham checks all those boxes. Amazing people. I mean, amazing people. And I have a, a good friend I would consider, um, Jeff. <laughs> I've gone up with him and his wife, and I only went up and I met. You know, people last year when I went up, I plan on going up again this year, but they've got the boxes checked. Like, you need, Bellingham's a place you need a lot of time to go because there's so many trails, right? I didn't even scratch the surface, and I was giddy. Um, they have breweries. They have great places for food. Um, the scenery's great. And, again, there's some friends there. Vermont, I have not been to Vermont. I've seen photos. I'm going to Vermont. Um, but friends, check that box. Amazing people, and I've only been had the pleasure of like hanging out with them one time um beer and food i've oh, checked those boxes from what they're sending me you know so that's one san diego kind of fits that um but you know what for me stepping outside that i think after that um alaska i definitely want to get up there i know it's a little different um you know remote wise and everything else i want to get up in alaska uh, it's always been a dream of mine the other places would be for me um, again, I'm in the U.S., I'm going to limit it because there's so many places. But I'm going to say Bellingham, San Diego, Utah, Vermont. Um, I would like to get back. I know Vermont's back east, but maybe, you know, Georgia area down in there. Uh, the Carolinas uh, might be pretty cool. Um, New Mexico, there's some sweet places in New Mexico. Um, obviously, Colorado, you know, Silverton, Uray, that type of stuff is, is pretty legit. But I, I'm going to leave it to that. I think the Northwest, Bellingham is still, you can jump into Portland too. Um, it's pretty cool. But it depends on what you like, what kind of trails you like, the scenery you like, and, you know, what you're doing. So those are mine. Outside of that, like I said, um, Ireland I'd love to get to. Wells I'd love to get to. Um, I know Hawaii is in the U.S., but it doesn't count because it's not attached to us. Well, I guess Alaska is truly not either. But I'd love to run in Hawaii. I think that would be kind of fun. Um, Iceland, come on, seriously. But I think the easy ones, Bellingham, Vermont, San Diego, Utah, those check my list pretty quick. Anyway, hope that helps. Um, Wisconsin, Ice Age Trail, that's something I've got a hankering for as well. Um, there's just too many places, really, Ty, literally. So it just really depends on what you're looking for. I mean, I feel bad of all the places in my head right now that I'm thinking I left out that I want to go to. So there's a lot. Um, all right, last question, and then we'll let you guys go for this week. So um, this is from Nancy from New Mexico. Um, I have heard that there is another race that is trying to be like a Barkley Marathons. 
Have you heard about it? Question mark. Details? Question mark. Thoughts? Question mark. Yes, I have heard about it. Um, I don't have a lot of details because I haven't researched it. Um, it is... It's put on by Human Potential Running Series in Colorado, and they it's... I think it was a pod, they did a podcast or something, so you can go check it out. Um, I don't have the link for it. I did some research to make sure I was right, but they called the Barclays of the West the Niwot Challenge, N, like Nancy, I-W-O-T. And I think that's what, I'm, I'm thinking that might be what you're talking about. Um, so yeah, I've heard about it. I did see it, I don't know, last week or even maybe the week before, heard some stuff about it. Um, didn't really look into it too much, um, so I don't know the details. I don't know when it is. I don't know if they're going to do a funky registration process. I don't know any of the logistics or anything. My thoughts, it was bound to happen. Someone's going to do stuff that's – it's it gets harder and harder to come up with something new. Um, there's trail races everywhere, distances everywhere. Um, I think, you know, they got the mud runs, the fun runs, the Spartan runs, the – you know, color runs, the Santa run. I mean, you got everything. So I think it's getting increasingly hard to come up with something new. So I think then it just comes, can, can you do something good? Um, it'll, and I don't know if there's any others out there like a Barclays, to be honest. It's like an orienteering run more than a race. Um, so I don't know. I, I guess I don't have an opinion on it because so many things do pop up. Um, and I've said this for years. I think the only thing that I would say is if you're going to do something, make sure you're not hosing other events by putting them too close or same areas or be, be, be good about when you're putting an event together. I'm right now, someone's reaching out to me about putting a new event on for this summer for kids, uh, preliminary meetings on it. It's different location, different ideas. So it's something I do, but this one, I don't know. I, Cause I don't know how I feel about. Barclays either, right? I know it's people love it. It's not for me. I would never do it. I think it's amazing. I think the people that do it are absolutely tough as hell. Um, but again, it's just not for me, right? I have nothing against it. I wouldn't. I would say if someone wants to do it, absolutely go for it, and please tell me all about it. Um, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this other one gets received. When you're chasing an iconic race or trying to do something similar, and I don't know their details, so I shouldn't say chasing or trying to do something similar. Um, you just got to be careful, you know. I mean, the bar's been set, and I know everybody has, you know, they can come to my race, they can talk to my, you know, talk about my pot, anything. People have, will take something and say, oh, I can improve it. Oh, I would do this. Oh, I would do that. I would tweak this, and I think that is great, right? That's kind of the American way, right, is making something your own. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm still waiting to see Nancy. So, and I guess I probably could go and try and listen or read or more about it, but I think you'll see more stuff like that pop up in the future as far as similarities. Um, you know, I mean, years ago it was the, what do they call it? The race of champions, you rock, try to do something different. Um, people are trying to increase prize money. I know Run Rabbit Run tried to do the um, corporate thing. Um, you've got Trans Rockies with finishing, you know, next to each other. I mean, there's a lot of cool ideas out there. I think at the end of the day, I'm getting more and more to the point where I would never talk down on any event unless they were just 
jerks or did something wrong because, you know, people have good intentions, I believe, um, out the gate. So I think I'm all for people trying stuff, man. That's I think it's cool. I mean, people come to me all the time. <laughs> there's another podcast. There's another, and what do I think? I think it's awesome. I really do. I mean, people have different styles and different approaches and different models and different guests and everything else. It's like, yeah, there's plenty of room. I'm not here to make a million dollars, so why not? I mean, I'm personally maybe not listen to podcasts, but that's just my my. It doesn't matter, right? It's like all the way around. And that's just because I don't want anything to influence what we do here, but I have no problem with people starting trail running podcasts. As long as they don't come to me and say, hey, can you help me start it? I'd probably say, yeah, you got to go get your lumps, right? Or you can pay me and I'll consult you, um, which I need to do for podcasts. But, um, yeah, I don't mind a trail running podcast come out. You know, just keep, just be original. That's all. I think that's it. You know, I mean, they're all the same. You talk to people on a microphone and you put them online, but just, you know, Try and be as original as you can. Bring something different, I think, is a lot of fun. And I think that's why podcasting is so interesting is because it's the host, whether it's me me and Joel or me, and if you like me, you might listen to the show. If you don't, you don't have to listen to the show. I think it's a lot of it you get from the hosts and what they do, their guests, their topics. You know, you might like a couple of this person's shows and not the other two, and I think that's what's great about it, right? Um, it's just being original. So far as races go... Why not, right? I mean, something different. You'll know after the first year um, if it's something that will move forward or not or succeed or not, but good luck to them, right? I mean, that's the end of the day. It's just good luck. Hope you do it. Just as long as you do it the right way, thinking of the runners first or the, the participants first, um, go for it. Again, not something I would do. I'm not an orienteering guy. Um, put me on a trail, and I'm kind of getting into runcation, like uh, tie in Minnesota. That's kind of my, my jam right now, so... Nancy, thank you. I know that probably doesn't help, but I think there is a link or a podcast or something from Human Potential Running Series that you can check out, um, and they'll give you – I mean, I'm sure they have all the information that they'll be willing to share with anybody right now, so check that out for sure. So anyway, long-winded, not the you know not the craziest topics this week, which is okay, um, but thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, single Track Session 133. I'm your host, Eric Manning. I appreciate you all, and I am out.